Hello, Mama. So just feeling blessed to get to be here with you today. I was just thinking about it. I'm um, kind of on this little journey of self-discovery right now. I'm trying to figure out, I don't know, what my gifts are and how to use them in the context of church. And long story, I'm already, you know, doing a lot there, but I just want to use my gifts in a, in a greater capacity in a way that brings me more joy uh, and where I'm more effective and I have something specific to contribute. And so I've just been reading a lot of books and diving in. And one of the books I'm reading is about uh, introversion because I am an introvert. And that's one of the challenges that I'm facing uh, in church world and how to be a part of a team and, and how to ha- like think of ideas in meetings and not just on my own. And anyways, I was just thinking about how God brought me here. Like God just knew the secret that podcasting would be so perfect for me because I literally get to do exactly what I love while being introverted. It's the best. Like, I get to encourage people. I get to um, ask questions and come up with ideas, which are um, some of my gifts. And I get to do that all while being introverted. And it's just the most amazing thing. I'm just so blessed by it. I'm just blown away. I was just in the Facebook group this morning reading just some of some of your comments and what you guys are walking through and seeing you encourage each other and and hearing some of your encouragement to me and how the podcast has impacted you. And it just blew me away what God is doing. And I just feel so blessed and honored to be here with you and that God showed me this. Um, And, you know, he can do the same for you wherever you're at. If you're kind of searching for what do I do with my life? I know we're supposed to figure that that out like a long time ago, but it's uh, normal to still be asking that question even at this phase of our lives. And so just just be encouraged that God will show you in, in crazy ways. Just keep seeking him and he will reveal it to you. He will be faithful to do that. And so I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you for being here with me. I, I just can't tell you how amazing it is. Um, and with that, um, today we're taking a little bit of a left turn. So we're doing uh, right now a series on the lies that we can fall into in motherhood. But I wanted to just take a break for a minute and uh, answer someone's question. So when I was in the Facebook group this morning, there was someone that posted um, just about her journey through grief and that she just lost her grandmother that was like a mother to her. And um, that was kind of her last family member. And, th- and that is all a big deal that is so heavy. And and so she just asked for an episode on grief. And, you know, I I really, I do want to get some guests in here to speak on this because my experience is limited with grief, to be honest with you. And I'm going to share specifics about what it's looked like in my life, but I haven't walked through something as big as losing a parent or a child or a sibling. And not to say that we need to compare, you know, we need to honor whatever circumstance we've been in, but I just know there's, there's just different levels of it. And so as I sat on it, I thought, you know, I think I do have a few things that I would love to share with you guys, um, about grief, whether it's something big you're walking through, like this mama, uh, was talking about, or whether it's something smaller, maybe like I've walked through or something in the middle. Um, and I just want to share some encouragement with you, some guidelines that I encourage you to follow when you find yourself in these spaces of grief. 
And before we jump in, I just want to encourage you to make sure you're in the Facebook group. Like this question came from someone that had the courage to post in the Facebook group. And I just love that so much. And I literally changed everything to answer it. And I'm not always going to do that. Um, It just depends how Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. But especially if I feel like Holy Spirit has something for me to share on it, I'm going to do this. This is what you guys are, what it's all about. So make sure you're in there. Make sure you're sharing uh, what you're struggling with and what episodes you would like. And I just, I love to see that. So if you're not already there, uh, go into Facebook and search for Morning Mama Collective. There's also a link in the show notes you can use. And I would just love to see you over there. Lauren leads the group and she's such an encourager and she's so incredible. So um, yeah, I can't wait to see you there. And without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. mama so we are talking about grief today not at all a light subject we all live on this earth and whether we've we've been there or whether it's coming this is something that will touch all of us at some point in our lives and so maybe you're not even in the middle of grief season right now but you can you can lean into this and just kind of have some ideas about what how you can do that well when it does come um and you know for everyone that i'm speaking to i just I'm going to do my best to do it justice, to, to speak from my experience and from what I've learned as a therapist and to, to help you navigate this. But again, just remember it's, it's limited. And so if I miss something, if I don't catch the the heaviness that you feel, um, it's not because I'm trying to minimize it. It's not because I'm not trying to honor you. It's just because I, um, have limited experience here. And so I do hope I can encourage you. I do have some thoughts for you and I hope, I hope they touch you. Um, but just know that I just want to keep saying that cause I just really want to honor you. I know grief is so much bigger than I can understand. Um, I've known some close friends that have walked through the bigger stuff, like losing a mom. Um, and I just have heard their stories and just heard that after years, it's still there it's, it's so big. And so just know you're not alone in that. We're going to talk about that a little bit at the end, but, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you. I wrote down six things to share with you, um, that I have learned from walking through my seasons of grief. And so for, for me, what that's looked like, um, is just some, some smaller things, some that are a little bigger. Um, you know, I've lost grandparents. Most of them I weren't super close to cause we didn't really live around grandparents growing up. And so while that was heavy at the time, and I even remember, um, I think I was in third grade when I lost one of my grandmas and, uh, we were doing a writing assignment. Oh no, I must've been middle school. I think eighth grade. Um, we were doing a writing assignment at the time. And I remember writing about losing my grandma. And so it, it did impact me, but it, it's not like, 
like this mama that was sharing about losing her grandma. It's not the same. Um, and then I have lost in recent years some close friends. Um, and, and again, they weren't super close, but I knew them. I did life with them. They went to my church. Um, we had text conversations. We had in-person conversations. And I share those little details because, you know, when you lose someone, it's it's those things that hit you. You go back to these text messages that you exchange with them. And it's just this weird weird thing to process and to sit with and just to to have. And so, um, you know, that was, uh, something that I've kind of had to wade through. And then, um, also, you know, the reason I started this whole podcast is kind of what God did through me after I had a miscarriage and I was, um, I lost, I was 12 weeks pregnant and, you know, that definitely impacted me. That's probably like the biggest, um, hardest season of grief that I've gone through. And so just from, from walking through those things, I just have, I don't know, figured out for me what has worked, what hasn't worked, some things that I was super careful of in those seasons that I hope can just share, um, can just encourage you, can help guide you in the right direction. Uh, so I hope that I can, yeah, just bless you today. And you know, I even remember when I was um, working as a therapist, just some of the clients that I would work with about grief. And I remember the feeling of just a brand new therapist trying to figure out what I was doing. And I just remember even like searching, like Googling before I went into a session, like, wait, what do I do? How do I walk someone through this? Uh, you know, we learned about it a little bit at school, but I just felt so overwhelmed by it. It felt so big. It, it feels like such a sacred space. And so I think that's why I'm being so careful with how I'm speaking and, you know, giving you the disclaimer because it, it is such a sacred space to, to be in this and to walk with someone in it. And so I want to honor that. And so, you know, even with my miscarriage, while that maybe is a bigger thing, um, it's, it's a little different because when I lost the baby, I, I didn't know her yet. I didn't know what she looked like. I didn't know what her personality was like. I hadn't held her hand. I hadn't um, had conversations with her. So there, there wasn't this space in my life that was suddenly empty. Um, you know, my, um, my uterus was empty, but this space that had been carved out of my life that, that, that wasn't there yet. And so it's just so different when there's someone that you are in the middle of that with, where they hold this space in your heart, in your life, you, you can picture them. You know what it feels like to sit down over a cup of tea with them. Um, and that, that's just such a different experience. So I hope that my experience, um, will still be helpful and honoring to what you've walked through. So the first thing I want to share, um, that I have figured out that has been helpful for me is, and some of these might seem obvious, but I'm just going to walk you through the details of what that has looked like for me and what I have found helpful. But the first one is just to make space to process. So, you know, with my miscarriage, I I remember I kind of had to just get through at first. There wasn't space immediately. I found out at the doctor, my, um, I think my son was two at the time. Maybe he was one. He, I think he, he must've been one. He was with me at the doctor when I found out. And so I couldn't just go and process. I couldn't just let myself, let my emotions go, let my composure go, right? I had to kind of hold it together to some, to some extent. And so I, I kind of got through that. I remember even giving him a bath and just trying to like hold it together until I got him to bed. And, you know, I had called my husband, he was on his way home, but it, it was taking longer than I was hoping. And 
And so I didn't immediately have that space where I could process. But I remember as soon as I got him to bed, I just went onto the bed with my husband and just cried and cried and just let myself just go there and have that space. And, you know, that was kind of joined the next day, um, after my son went down for a nap. And if you've listened to episode, I think number two, or is it number one? Um, I think number two, that's where I share the whole story of what happened and just how God spoke and all of these amazing things. So I encourage you to go listen to that if you haven't heard it, but I, you know, when my son went down to bed, that's when I sat down with God and began talking with God about everything I felt and all of the emotions and everything that had happened. And that space was so important to me and really helped me just feel more in control because I, I create carved out that space. And, and that was my space to just let it out, to just go there. And I didn't, you know, the rest of the time I could hold it together to some extent, because I knew that time was coming. I knew the next nap or the next night I would have that space to just be and to fully let myself be. And, you know, the same thing after I lost, um, both of my friends, um, it was in the span of like six months. It's just such a weird season. And, you know, after I found out about it, I, you know, got through the rest of that time with those kids. And then whenever they went to bed for a nap or night or whatever it was, I got out a cup of tea, I got out my journal and I just began crying and writing and praying and processing. And so that is my encouragement to you is to create this intentional space where you can just go all out, just let yourself be. And you need to plan for this space. Now, if you've had a bigger loss, you know, I hope that you have some help and you can have bigger times. You don't have to get through the day to get to this space. But the reality is that most of the time we're going to, we're going to have things that we have to get through. We're going to have kids to take care of. We're going to have work to take care of. There's going to be things that we can't just take off of our plate. And so the way that you can do that and, and, and honor yourself through it and not feel like you're numbing or hiding or avoiding is to carve out that intentional space. And if it is something bigger, this is going to have to be like an ongoing thing for you. So every night when your kids go to bed, that is going to be your time then to process. And, and maybe, you know, you've got to figure out what, where you're at and what's going to feel right for you. Cause maybe, you know, that also, is, is too much to do every single night. And so maybe it's every other night and on the off nights, you get to do something lighthearted and fun and let yourself forget about it for a minute. And it's okay to forget about it. Or maybe you won't fully forget about it. It's okay to like step out of those deep, heavy emotions for a minute and just watch a funny movie or go on a walk or, you know, watch comedy, like laughing is so healing, um, whatever that is. And so don't, don't feel the pressure to, to have this space, all the time, every day, but especially if it's a bigger thing, at least, at least, at least once a week for a while until you can process and heal. And probably more than that for a while. Again, like I said, it might be every night that you're doing this or every nap time, but create this intentional space that you can go to, to get it out. And we're number two, I'm going to kind of combine these is, is just to don't hold back, like let it all go. Don't feel like you have to be anything for anybody. In fact, I would even go if, if you are mentally in a safe space to be alone, I would go to your car or somewhere in a closet where no one can hear you. You don't have to worry about if you're scaring your children and just 
cry out to God and ugly cry and loud cry and scream if you need to, like whatever that looks like, just let it all out and find that space to do that because that is going to be so helpful in this season. And you know, even just knowing that this space is carved out for you, and I would even go as far as scheduling it in your phone. I know that sounds so silly, but that's how you're going to make sure it happens. It's going to be a priority in your life. And then that's also going to help you get through the other moments and, and help you feel stronger in those moments because you know, you have this space to enter later. You know that that's coming. You know that it's going to be okay. It's even like, I remember learning like one of the psychology tricks that one of some psychologists at some point came up with it and it, he prescribed someone to worry. And so he said, okay, it's someone that was struggling with anxiety. And he said, okay, every day I want you to schedule out on one hour. And during that hour, I want you to worry the whole time. I want you to think the worst thoughts, just worry, set that time aside and just go there. And that is your space to worry the rest of the time. You don't need to worry. You need to save it for that hour, but during that hour, let it all out. And there's something about that that actually helps free you up. So schedule out, literally schedule out this time of grieving. And when you go into this space, and I would even encourage you to make like a physical space where you can spend time grieving. Maybe that's on your couch. Maybe that's in a closet. Like I said, maybe that's in your bed, like whatever that looks like, find a space that's comforting. That's, that's warm and and cozy and yeah, just, just like a warm hug, right? Like a space that feels like a warm hug. Find that space and make that your space where you grieve. And, you know, this can look like a lot of different things when you're in this space. Um, like I said, journaling was super helpful for me. I know that just using your hand to write out what you're feeling, write out your prayers, write out your thoughts, everything, just get it on paper. That's so helpful for your brain to help it calm down and to process things. Um, you can just lay prostrate before God. You can just lay on the ground and cry and, and just be before him like a little child, like, like just laying there and, and letting him just dance over you letting him comfort you. The Bible says that God is near to the brokenhearted. Um, he's right there with you in that. And so just get into whatever, whatever position physically that's going to help you one, feel the emotions and let God comfort you. There is something about like actually getting into that posture of like what your body is feeling to get into a posture of that. So, um, like if you are so brokenhearted, just literally like putting your face in the ground and, and feeling that it's going to help those emotions flow out when you actually get into that physical position. So move around in this, um, get on your knees, whatever that looks like. And then in this space, you can also just process some of the practical things. Like, um, I remember when my friends passed away, I just looked at our text messages. I looked back and, and read what we had last sent each other. And I read back before that. And, um, you know, you have to know yourself and know if that's going to cause more pain, if you're ready for that, or if that's going to be helpful, you know, cause that may be at certain stages of this journey, that's going to be too much for you. But for me, I found it so helpful just to process and remember and, and honor and let myself just, um, feel 
the impact of what that relationship was like in my life and even feel the impact of like, wow, I I wish I would have reached out more. I I wish I would have, I would have been there a little bit more. And we're going to talk in a second, um, about just some of the stages you might go through in grief that probably most of us are familiar with, but you know, that's kind of one of the stages is, oh, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I could have done this better. And so that's a normal thought to have. And it's a, it's a healthy space to move through. It's not a healthy space to get stuck in, but you do need to move through it. And so look at those old old text messages, look at those old pictures, remember the feelings of that relationship and let yourself honor that, honor that space with them, honor those memories, honor that feeling of like, man, I just wish I would have reached out more. Like that's okay. We're all going to have to get through those thoughts. Like they're going to most likely for most relationships going to be there because we're not perfect humans. And, uh, you know, retrospect is 2020, right? And so we can look back and think, oh, this is how I could have been perfect. But in that moment, you would have never known that, right? You would have never known that you were about to lose this person. So, you know, you were trying to juggle all of the things like the kids and the house and the work and the husband and all the things. And so, you know, we can't look back and assume this, I should have done this differently. We can have those thoughts and we can process through that. We need to do that, but we don't need to land there. So, so let yourself have those thoughts process through it, but know that those are normal. And that doesn't mean that you didn't do a good job in that relationship. You know, some other things that I I found helpful in this space is to just think through all of the layers of loss. So for my miscarriage, right there, there's the loss of this baby girl that I imagined, right? This relationship that I had imagined having a daughter and, and all of what that would bring. Right. But then there's, there's other like little things too, that I had to mourn. Like, for example, I had just pulled out my maternity clothes and I was just starting to wear my maternity clothes because I wasn't fitting into normal pants anymore. And so I had to mourn like the loss of I have to put those away. It's not the season right now for those anymore. And I, I have to put those back. And, you know, I, I had um, looked, you know, known her due date and known when her birthday would have been. And so I had to mourn the loss of how I imagined that birthday being in the summer and having a baby with a summer birthday. And I had to mourn the loss of having my kids so close in age, I had, you know, thought about their age gap and how I thought about how me and my brother have that same age gap. And I thought how cool that would be. And I had to mourn the loss that that would no longer be the age gap that what they would have. Um, I had to mourn like this, this identity. Now my identity is rooted in Christ, but there's also little identities. I don't know what to call them, but you know, I had had that temporary identity of as being a pregnant mama, right? Like that it's this special time and there's this special uh, honor that, that comes onto pregnant women. And that was no longer me. And so I had to, I had to mourn that and let that go. And so I just thought through all of these things. I had to mourn the fact that I had just gotten through all of first trimester and the nausea had gone up until like I found out that the baby had, had was gone and I, I had just gotten through that and the, the fatigue and I would have to do that all over again. And uh, it felt like, you know, that was wasted. And so I had to mourn all of these like little things that 
that weren't just directly about the person that I lost, but it was these, these secondary things that were connected that, that were things I had to mourn. And so like, you need this, you need to have this space to let yourself think about all of those things. And it's, it's not that you aren't honoring the person when you think through that. These are just layers of what it looks like to lose someone in the real world. So let yourself go there. And, and some of the other things that I did to create this, this space, so I felt peace in it, and so I felt God in it, and so I felt like it was this special, sacred place, is that I would set up candles, and I would have a cup of hot tea, and or you could put on a fire, um, you know, you could have your covers wrapped around you. Like I said, like a space like a warm hug, but make it the sacred space that's going to feel special. And just, yeah, spend that time processing all of the things, the big and the small, let yourself go there. So number one, make space, intentional space to process. Number two, don't hold back. Let yourself go completely. Like I was saying, God can handle all of your feelings. God can handle all of your thoughts. Do not hold back because if you hold back, you're going to keep that inside and you need to process that. You need to let it out. And so let God hear all of it. He's big enough to handle. He's not going to get offended. He's going to help you work through those so you can get back to a place of hope, back to a place of faith. And he wants to be there with you in that valley. All right, mama, we're going to stop there for today. And I'm going to continue this in the next episode. Just really want to give this the space that it needs and honor you and what that looks like. Because all of us, again, this will touch all of us at some point in our lives. So in the next episode, I'll share the other four uh, things that helped me walk through grief. And I hope they can encourage you. But let me just pray for you. Oh, God. I thank you so much, God, that you promise to never leave us or forsake us. I thank you that you are right next to us in the darkest valley where we can't see the sunlight and it feels like the darkness will overwhelm us. But God, the darkness is not dark to you, Lord. And so in these times of desperation where it feels so hopeless and overwhelming and consuming, God, we just reach out our arms and we cling to you, God. I thank you that you grab on and you let go, Lord. And I thank you that you give us the strength to just cling to your arm. And so for every mama that's walking through this, this that's in the middle of this, God, I just pray that she would feel your hand upon hers. I pray she would feel you pulling her up from the dark, God. I pray that you would show her the light is still there, God, and that dark is not dark to you, Lord. And pray she would just feel your comfort in this season, God, just physically, God, she would physically feel your arms around her. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just come around her like a, a rushing wind, a warm blanket, and just, just hold her so tight, God. I pray for a peace that surpasses all understanding, God, that, that means that even when things look horrible, like the worst possible thing, God, that you are right there and that you offer us peace in the middle of that, which doesn't make any sense, God, but that's what you offer. And so I, we receive that, God. 
We receive that peace. God, I pray that that peace would just cover every mama's heart that is listening, Lord. And God, I just pray that you would just walk her through this process of grief, help her to do it in a healthy way, God, that honors her and honors you and honors the relationship that she had, God. And I just pray for all the details, God, that you would just be in it all, Lord, and that she would draw closer to you than she ever has before. God, I thank you just that you're the ultimate comforter. You promise that you're near to the brokenhearted, God, and we just praise you for that, Lord. We cling to your hope, God, uh, a God that, that rose from the grave. God, we just thank you that we can always hope because you defeated death, Lord. I just lift up every mama, God, that's in the middle of this. Thank you that you're right there next to her. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.